Hey, everybody. Well, believe it or not, we are on Facebook Live. This is amazing stuff. I mean, we're even with our, our new song. And guess what? You are joining the Do The Boo podcast. And I'm not the only one sitting here. You see a familiar face, my new co-host. Hey, Brad. Ooh, hey, Bob. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, this is this my is... first Facebook Live. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah same here. We're, we're both uh, testing the waters here. Hopefully it's live. We think it yeah. is. Yeah, I think so. so. <laughs> right. Very cool. Well, uh, again, we've kind of taken a different direction with this podcast. Uh, in the past, I've had different iterations of it, and I decided to reach out to Brad and say, hey, let's just get on and talk about Woo and e-commerce and all sorts of good stuff. Uh, he was brave enough to say yes, so we'll see how long he can um, handle this little bit of a partnership here. Yes. First question, what is WooCommerce? What is WooCommerce? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, I knew there was a reason I chose him. because you know, I'm just here to learn, yeah. really. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> teach me, Bob. Teach me the way of the Woo. <laughs> oh, man. Well... I think we're going to just kind of we're going to dive into some articles both of us have found. Like I said, some of them are woo related, some are e-commerce, which are, you know, by osmosis, woo related. So, so we're good to go. But um, and we'll be doing this uh, every couple of weeks as we hope to do it. We'll be on Facebook here if as long as Facebook doesn't ban us. And uh, I think yeah, we we we're gonna we're gonna keep on doing the woo and. And playing that good music, let's let's play that intro music one more time. That was really pretty good, good music, right? Yeah. Very good. yeah. I mean, it just makes you bob your head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're not in a better mood after you hear that, then yeah. you have bigger problems. Yeah, really. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's let's look at there's there's a couple things here that I just. Um, Saw as far as woo related directly, and that's one is that 3.4 beta, which is out. And I, I don't know exactly when it's supposed to be released, but they have some GDPR integration. As if none of us have heard about that. If, if, well, if you have a WooCommerce website and you have not heard about GDPR, you better get on it. <laughs> no kidding you better start reading because <laughs> the deadline is next friday the well this is live on the blog it might come out a little bit later but uh, yeah. may 25th yeah that's um, actually my birthday deadline. too so i figure oh, happy know, birthday for you yeah, bob you yeah, get to update all is, your sites yeah yeah this is going to be um you know a great time and i i noticed they did it on a friday which is interesting i thought because you know end of the week everybody's going and hopefully away from their computer and uh, it's like, okay, we're live. Now we're going to go out for two days and see who hasn't complied because they're all off away from their computer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a mad dash. If, if you really aren't familiar with GDPR, you should definitely um, look into it. Even if you don't necessarily have a WooCommerce site or, or a site that you may think is um, affected by this. But the interesting thing about GDPR is it's, um, it's uh, uh, specifically around European EU citizens 
So on the surface, you might think, well, I don't, I don't do any business in the EU. I don't have a office there. I don't, you know, I don't get visits really, but it actually affects any web, any website where a citizen from the EU could visit, right? So if they, if someone from the EU can access your website and if your website's on the internet, they can, then this does affect you. And it's all about um, personal data and uh, the responsibility of that personal data and giving the end user ultimately control um, of that data. So if, if you are collecting data, especially on the e-commerce site, you are collecting data like the name and address and maybe credit card information, uh, some pretty sensitive data. Um, this absolutely affects you because users have to have the ability to request that their data is removed uh, from your system. And you have to be able to provide that um, provide that, that feature set or at least that uh, honor that request um, or you could be open yourself up to uh, uh, some penalties that are pretty steep, pretty yeah. severe penalties. So, yeah, no kidding. So, so anyway, it looks like with their uh, features, WooCommerce, they're going to have a little, you know, the agree to um, read and agree to the website instead of you know website terms in addition. And I, I don't know if this is actually going to be templated in where you can change it or not, but your personal data will be used to process your order, support your experience throughout this website, and for other purposes described in our privacy policy. Then you'll place order. And some of the features, let's see, features include ability to add privacy policy, text to checkout, and account pages. Uh, it's going to be integrating with the exporter soon. Uh, tools to clean up trash and anonymize old orders which don't need processing and tools to remove some optional fields from the check checkout which have been uh, I've always I've had to change some fields myself and you always had to put a plug in in or mm -hmm. you know have somebody actually do it but uh, yeah I'll be it'll be interesting to see what kind of flexibility there is because I haven't actually dove into the beta yet. So I'm um, not sure what fields you're going to be able to hide or not. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine they're hoping to have this release before next Friday, um, which isn't a lot of time between beta and release. Um, but I'm sure that's their goal is to have this out before that deadline hits. And actually WordPress um, is releasing uh, 4.9.6, which also has uh, some GDPR compliant, compliancy tools built into it. Uh, same thing, the uh, ability to include a privacy policy in an easier way, um, uh, the ability to export user data um, and for users to request that and the ability to remove that user data um, from your WordPress install. So my guess is this WooCommerce update and the WordPress update probably go hand in hand in some of these areas like the export piece um, and the removal piece. So um, if you have a WooCommerce store or even a WordPress store, you know, you want to be ready to update those uh, really soon, either this week or next week, to make sure that you're compliant and you don't open yourself up to a larger issue. Yeah. So, so, and I'm sure you're going to hear about it more and more as if we haven't heard about enough. And I'm, I'm, I know that I have, and I'm sure you have, Brad, gotten all those policy updates from all uh, your different. I'm getting like five <laughs> or 10 updated privacy policy emails a day. But, you know, as, as semi annoying as this can sound and certainly be for website owners, I actually like it because it's, it's taking the conversation of user data and privacy and really putting a spotlight on it from the website administrator, you know, point of view. So it's, it's kind of forcing anyone that, that, collects any type of data on users to analyze their systems to make sure they have appropriate ways to remove that data 
And it's not just the small sites. We're talking like Facebook and Google, and they're all, they all have to do this, and they are doing it. So I think it's – ultimately, I think this is a really good thing for the web. Even though it's an EU uh, initiative, um, it affects every website on the internet, and I, re- I really think it is, f- is for the best. Even though it's a bit of an annoyance up front, getting everything compliant, ultimately, I want to make sure my data is safe when I place an order somewhere or when I'm on Facebook. Um, and I really think websites and, and companies need to be held more accountable to that. You know, if my data gets disclosed in a breach of some sort, um, it just kind of feels like there's no, you know, slap on the wrist and, uh, you know, we, we forget about it. I feel like it needs to be a little bit steeper penalties because it's, it's becoming a real problem, you know, yeah. with our data. It's, it's, it's almost a joke at this point. Oh, another site's been hacked, but right. um, it can have serious, you know, uh, serious consequences. So. Um, at the end of the day, I like GDPR. It's a little bit mm-hmm. more work, but it's, I think it's for the best. Yeah. And I agree. I, I think that I, I'd love to see it. Like you said, it's, yeah, it's GU, but Hey, it should be worldwide. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, and, and you, so you get a bunch of emails. I mean, sure. Everybody's, Oh, I'm tired of these emails, but you're also tired of being hacked. So I think maybe <laughs> you can do this one off. Yeah, yeah. Agree to terms or, or at least review them and, uh, and go with it. That's going to make it, better in the long run for both sides. So, so good stuff. Absolutely. Well, the other thing I just want to touch on real quick is the going from one subject to another Gutenberg, Man, uh, which you're, is you're hitting uh, all the buzzwords today. Bob. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know what? Well, I don't know what other ones. I think you might have one too, but um, the Gutenberg, uh, they came out with a post and I'm not sure the date on this May 2nd. So it's a bit over a week. Almost two weeks old, making it easier to add products to posts and pages with the products block for Gutenberg, which is, I think, cool in a way. I mean, I, I look at it from the user standpoint, uh, the ability to be a little bit more flexible. And they're gonna, you know, they, they're showing some different things here as far as what you can hide. And, and then I know that it's probably going to really uh, open up as far as totally redoing or being able to do more with your product page. And there's part of that that I, I love the idea that, yeah, you know, all those people that say, oh, I can't do anything with this product page. It looks so basic. It's always the same. On the other hand, you know, do we start putting in blocks that are for video blocks for all this thing and is suddenly you know product pages going to become multimedia pages where you're going to kind of lose the 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 anticipated conversion by all these distractions so it's going to be kind of one of those fine lines with anything that builders and all that stuff as far as putting in the hands of some people that may think it would be really cool to have all this stuff on my product page and not really thinking it through yeah, I mean, Gutenberg is interesting in the sense of it opens up a whole new market of uh, add-ons and enhancements for the core of Gutenberg, right? So obviously, like WooCommerce, um, you know, there is going to be an expectation that WooCommerce works well with Gutenberg, and there are certain blocks within Gutenberg that you know support WooCommerce, or or WooCommerce introduces introduces those uh, more likely. But um, there is going to be that expectation now. Obviously, it benefits WooCommerce to be at the front of that, but it doesn't mean they're going to be the only ones doing that, right? Like Gutenberg as a whole opens up a whole new marketplace for premium add-ons across the board um, and different ways that you can work with your data 
whether it be products or content or otherwise. So um, it's cool to see, obviously, WooCommerce out in front of this like I would expect them to be. My guess is if you did a little bit of searching or research, you could find other projects on GitHub or WordPress.org or, or even premium stuff that um, are also dabbling with you know, WooCommerce and Gutenberg and how they can make that integration tighter and easier for people to use. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I've always said this with, with page builders and Gutenberg kind of falls into a similar, similar realm is, you know, while the whole point and click and drag and drop stuff is great. Um, if you're not a designer or you don't have that design eye, um, it's still going to look like crap. Like you're going to get all your, you're going to get all your content out there, but it's going to look terrible. Like I was using Beaver Builder playing around with it and trying to build some sites with it. It's like, I can only take it so far because I'm not a designer. So it was very, it's difficult for me to come up with something that I was happy with the way it looked because I just didn't have that eye. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we're going to quickly say with Gutenberg where people are using a lot of these blocks or maybe they're showing their products in a cool, interesting ways, but they don't have that design touch to really make it, you know, really sleek um, yeah. and really, and really solid. It'll get the information out there, but it might look a little, clunky in the display <laughs> yeah right i would yeah it's like suddenly uh you know you can put the background color in your blocks and hey you have the color of the rainbows on one page yeah you know, all the colors and isn't that pretty so. which is like and anytime anyone ever demos that where it's like oh yeah select the background color and select the font color they always by default it looks terrible and that's uh. because by default, no matter what colors you pick, they're probably not going to look good. You got to play around <laughs> with it, right? Like you pick a, a red background and then like green text and you can't even read it. And, and then there's, you know, forget about the accessibility considerations, you know? Oh. So um, while, while these, these tools are great, I, what I'm interested in is not only giving people the flexibility, but also giving them enough flexibility to change what they need to change, but also having some control and limits so they can't, to an extent, can't mess it up, I guess. And that's right. a tough that's a tough order to fill, right? A product that can really? do that. Um, but that's where I think anyone that can figure out that, that challenge, I think is going to have a real, a real hit on their hands because yeah. that's, what's going to happen. We're going to see a lot of really ugly stores and they start using this. Someone's going to figure out a way to like really kind of put some, you know, constraints around it, but still give them flexibility. Um, and then it'll, it'll look really nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you need to have some logic built in where, you know, you add a couple colors and some message comes up like, seriously, you want these two colors? You know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we've been toying with that a little bit internally of, you know, you can do like color pickers and then it can, you can actually analyze that on the fly, whether it passes certain accessibility standards. So you could, in theory, you know, build, build ways that it would say, hey, great colors, but these don't pass accessibility. You have to change them, you know. Um, you know, if the cut, if the, contrast isn't there or whatever like again like you know green text on a red background will never pass accessibility because it's very hard to read um for anybody so mm -hmm. um there you know so th little things like that and taking it even further we could kind of automate it and say yeah great you know you did some changes but you didn't pass these accessibility tests or whatever yeah you know, so. right <laughs> but it does give people nice flexibility and obviously this this takes the product display way beyond like just the classic um you know kind of out of the box here's your product, here's your image, here's the description. Like you can go a lot further with, with Gutenberg. So um, yeah. it will be cool to see what people start producing, you know, once yeah. it's live. Yeah, it definitely will be. There'll, there'll be a lot of um, interesting conversation on social and hopefully nobody will get too nasty and 
say, did you seriously, did you really do that to your site? You know, it's, um, <laughs> people get nasty on social media. I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Really. What a concept. Thing? So, <laughs> so what's, what's up with, um, I know you had a couple things there that you, uh, added in, uh, yeah, I threw, I threw a topic in here and this is kind of not necessarily specific to this article, but it, the larger question around cryptocurrency. So that's something that I've been interested in. Um, for, for a little while now, maybe about a, you know, a year plus. Um, and obviously got really crypto was all the buzz around Christmas time, you know, end of the year, um, when it was like skyrocketing and then it crashed and now it's starting to come back. So it's all over the place. Right. But, um, I think it supposes an interesting question to store owners is, should they be looking at cryptocurrencies is Bitcoin, which is the original and obviously the most popular, um, is that a viable, uh, payment method that, you know, stores should be considering um, for integration. There's a lot of easy ways to do it now. Coinbase, which is like one of the biggest uh, marketplaces for cryptocurrency in terms of where you can buy, you know, Bitcoins and, and Ethereum and Litecoins, you know, straight from your bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, they rolled out a service called uh, Coinbase Commerce. And it essentially is an easy way to integrate on any website, a way that you can take payment you know, using those cryptos. There's a number of other services and tools that do this, um, but that's one of the newer ones. So I'm curious on your thoughts on it, Bob. I mean, is this something that people are asking you about, people are talking about? Do you think it's to the point where people should seriously consider, you know, accepting things like Bitcoin on their on their stores? Yeah, you know, I haven't, it's interesting because I did write a, a post, somebody had a plugin that would allow your site to, you know, able to accept all these different ones using EDD and um, WooCommerce. And when I did that, I had a few people on Twitter say, seriously, is this really a thing now? You know, it it still still seems to be, I mean, it's almost one of those things where it's like there's the hardcore people and then there's uh, people that kind of have heard of it. And I don't know what is between those two, you know, but I haven't, I haven't heard a lot of people. I, I did see somebody uh, tweet the other day asking, they were surprised that somebody hasn't built a really good integration for WooCommerce yet with it. And I don't know if some people are just kind of sitting back and waiting because, you know, I, I haven't gotten into it at all. In fact, when I, did this review, I was up front with the person and said, you know, I don't get it more than the average person. So I you know, can certainly uh, share this, but um, yeah, I just don't, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's strange because it's, um, I, I've tried to read it, you know, I mean, I tried to understand it more and sometimes that just makes it worse. It's like I end up in these articles that are. It is. It yeah. Is a, it is a bit of a rabbit hole. I think just the general, con- like the high level concepts, I think, are once you wrap your head around them, are, are pretty, you know, for technical people, I think are easy to kind of get. But once you, when you really, really start digging into it and wanting to know all the nuances, that then it is, it's a rabbit hole of information. Like it's endless. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, so barring like understanding all of the, how it all works and all the understand like there is value to Bitcoin, at least yeah. today. And there was yeah. last year and the year before. So there's a value to it from a currency standpoint. I guess the question for me that as an owner, I would have to ask myself a shop owner is, am I losing sales 
because people can't pay with Bitcoin. Like that, I think that's also yeah. or, or crypto in general. Like that's probably the question a, an owner needs to ask themselves. It, it's probably the same question they say: Is am I losing sales by not offering PayPal? Yeah, exactly. Chances are you are. You know, and love or hate PayPal, it is. You know, it was the original kind of online bank, if you will. Um, and still today, people are extremely comfortable paying with PayPal. Um, and uh, you know, it, it also is an ease ease thing, right? Oh, I don't have my credit card handy, but oh, I can do it with PayPal. Cool, I can just log in. You know, pay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I yeah. think it's something people are looking at now that there's tools to make it easier. It's one of those. Well, let's throw it up there and see. Kind of like PayPal when some people are on the fence. Well, let's let's use PayPal for a month and see. Do people use right. it? Most likely they are. Now with crypto, I don't know. I think it probably depends on your business and your market and what you're selling. But if you throw it up there and next thing you know, five, 10, 15% of your sales are coming in via, you know, Bitcoin. Yeah. You might be onto something and you can yeah. certainly take that. And obviously, you know, just like any other currency, um, switch that over to us dollars or whatever your, you know, whatever your local cash is. Um, mm-hmm. so it's not just these zeros and ones out in the middle of nowhere that have no value. There is a value to it. Um, so I think it's something that a lot of people are probably watching and not necessarily integrating, but it might be something to set you apart from your competitors. You know, hey, we accept cryptocurrency. We accept Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I'm surprised I haven't seen it popping up more because of just that reason. People, you know, it's not it's not going to, you know, kill them or destroy them probably to add it and test it. But, um, and I'm wondering, is it, is there, if there's been enough, if it's been in this, the space long enough to, really understand who is using it as far as, you know, is it more, you know, demographically age-wise, is it more people are tending to use it more for certain kinds of products versus other products? And and it's probably since it hasn't really been out there and people aren't using it that way a lot on on stores and stuff, there probably isn't anything to back that. So somebody's got to yeah. lead the way. Yeah, probably not a ton of data. I mean, really, it just took off last year. Um, yeah, when Bit. I mean, it's been you know it's been around for a number of years, but when Bitcoin really took off last year, um, you know, I feel like that everything kind of followed suit. Bitcoin being the first, Bitcoin being the largest. Uh, you know, it starts doing well, then all the all the other ones start doing well. If it starts to go down, all the other ones go down. You know, it's a very volatile market um, or very volatile coins um mm-hmm. however you want to say it but um that is an interesting question my my assumption would be that it is the younger crowd that is going to lean towards it versus you know the older crowd i doubt they are that interested in cryptocurrencies yeah. you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> as a whole but you know who knows yeah. and and it probably is again like you said the demographic based on what you're selling like are you selling you know skateboards are you selling digital products are you selling you know I don't know, uh, encyclopedia sets like it, you know, probably just depends, but we're going to see this more and more now that tools like Coinbase commerce are coming out. It's just, it's, it's a plug and play option. So you don't have to really understand the technology goes right into Coinbase and Coinbase. You can take that and convert it right into cash in your bank account. So it's making the, the, the effort to go to market way easier. So I think more people are going to start accepting it. Um, and only time will tell if it works. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I hope somebody, you know, somewhere starts doing it and starts writing about it or talking about their experience as far as uh, feedback and if it's increasing sales and uh, yeah. 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 We'll see. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, Speaking of um, currency, 
and spending your money. Your other uh, article was kind of interesting. I was going through that as far as what Stripe has going on now. Yeah, so Stripe, which I love Stripe, and we use Stripe mm-hmm. at, uh, at my company um, for our digital goods. But uh, Stripe's a, it's a it's you know it's a it's a processor, it's a service so you can accept credit cards, right? Um, and it's a great service. They have great tools. They have an awesome API. There's extensions for every major platform, including WooCommerce. Um, but this article um, that I read was interesting because credit card fraud is a serious problem. I think everybody knows that. You know, if you have credit cards, <laughs> you <laughs> you definitely know that because you are careful. You try to be careful, right? Because if someone gets that credit card information, and many of us have been there, you get some random charges and stuff, and then it becomes a whole problem and a process. And um, but. Stripe has rolled out with this new service called Stripe Radar. Um, and basically the, the goal of this is to essentially try to eliminate credit card fraud as much as possible. So if you sell anything online, you've probably been there where you get disputed charge, right? You get the, you get the email, whether it's Stripe or somebody else, hey, this charge is disputed. Um, you log in there, maybe it's legit, maybe it's not. But the, the goal here is to basically help identify the, the fraudulent charges um, prior to the actual charge going through. So what the way Stripe Radar works is it, it uses a, essentially an algorithm, a, a learning algorithm to identify highly suspect charges that, w- that would have gone through. They're not, it's not a dead set, this is absolutely fraud because those will automatically be rejected. But it's a, hey, this might be fraud. And, and without using the system, it would have just went through, right? Um, but what it does is it flags these transactions and essentially you have to manually go, the store owner, the Stripe admin has to manually go approve those charges. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. we'll say we, we suspect this might be fraud, but you're going to make the, you're going to make the call. Um, and it gives you all the information, you know, the user, the address, the, you know, the, the name on the card. And you basically have to, you know, play detective a little bit and say, does this look fraudulent or not? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because they, they include a lot of stats on how much fraud affects um, e-commerce and the overall cost, um, which is pretty crazy. So e-commerce lost in 2016, e-commerce lost nearly 7 billion to chargebacks. Um, insane $7 billion to chargebacks. And that was, you know, almost two years ago. So, um, PayPal, Stripe, they'll have charge chargeback costs. So if, if, if you get a chargeback, you know, ultimately it's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you some money. So whatever you can do to avoid that, I'm sure we'd agree we should. Um, so something to look into, like, you know, Stripe Radar, maybe other merchant accounts have different services. But I do like this idea of this manual kind of, yep, that looks legit, let it go through, versus, uh, nope, that looks fraudulent. I'm going to go ahead and stop it here. The charge never went through, so you're not getting a charge back. So you can start to reduce those overall costs. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully down yeah. to zero, if possible. So Yeah, adding a little layer there that beyond the um, obvious and – I thought it was interesting, this fun graphic on here, because I assumed it was true, but it looks like digital goods is where the largest fraud is. It makes and, sense, right? You don't have yeah, to have it yeah. delivered delivered somewhere. So obviously, if you've stolen a credit card, buying something online, having delivered to your house is not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and most, most thieves <laughs> know this. So uh, yeah, yeah, digital goods, they can't, you know, they're, they're going to track it to a random email, you know, Gmail account or something. Yeah, yeah. It goes um, digital goods, luxury goods, clothing, electronics, food and beverage. Now, food and beverage—that's uh, pretty funny because yeah, it's like why bother, you know, um, 
just to get a, a few drinks and, and, and go through that. But um, I, I, I guess I thought, for some reason, I thought electronics and clothing would be switched. Electronics would be a bit more than clothing. But, um, yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. And this, the, po- the original post was on Kinsta.com, which is a managed WordPress host. And they actually said by using um, this uh, Stripe radar, they've actually – Personally, they have reduced their credit card fraud by 98%. So um, you can imagine, you know, without knowing the exact numbers, that uh, they're saving a lot of money um, by doing that. So um, it's kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're not just writing about it, but they actually have proof that it is working well for them. And I think it's a great idea. So um, check it out. Stripe Radar is the service through Stripe. So if you're already using Stripe, that should be available to you. Um, if not, then talk to your merchant account and see if they have something similar, some kind of a way to, to manually kind of approve charges that might look suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, you can help bring some of those costs down. So definitely yeah. a good thing. Yeah. You know, uh, this was something way back uh, uh, that happened a bit. Of, actually, it's probably history. Probably everybody's forgotten about it. But when Square bought Weebly, and I, I had originally thought uh, earlier when we talked about this, chatting about it, kind of switching from fraud and all that stuff to, uh, and, and, and just when you were talking about the cryptocurrency and choices, and I actually had to go into Weebly and look at Weebly. I haven't been there forever, but um, I kind of made an abrupt, an abrupt change there. But it's interesting that a, Pay, uh, payment gateway would buy that and I'm looking because Weebly right now I think uh, by default it takes PayPal Square and Stripe I think it might have been those three if you use Weebly for an online store so I wonder you know Square if they're going to how they're going to try to rise their prominence there by owning it or I mean you don't suddenly say hey you know you come on Weebly, you just got to use Square. I mean, they're not that stupid. At least I don't think they are. But um, have you have, have you given any thought to that? Yeah, I, I actually, on the surface, it was kind of like, like you said, a bit of a head scratcher. But then I really started digging into it and thinking about it. I actually, it, it isn't a head scratcher. It's actually, it makes perfect sense because, I mean, I don't know about your area, and, and I'm on the East Coast. I'm in Philly, and Bob, you're up in the uh, the Northwest. Um, but around here. And I think it's similar in a lot of areas. The small business, every small business I've ever gone in has Square. Yeah, they have an iPad. I'm, you know, I'm swiping my card with Square. I always know because I get a random receipt because it's attached to my credit card. I get a random receipt for Square, Square right in my email, and I from some taco place, you know. And I'm always yeah. like, it takes a minute to be like, oh yeah, it was Square. They know who I am. Um, they all have it. They have the iPads. They have the hardware, the swipers. So all like think about it, all, like. They, it seems like they dominate or dominate in the market on small business um, credit card processing, right? right. And now they have a uh, in-house service where not only can they provide payments, but they can also give you this website presence that directly integrates with the exact same payment system that is sitting on their desk, right? So whether you buy in the store, you buy it online, it's all going through their Square account. It's all in one spot. It's a perfect upsell for them, right? Like. Yeah, right. you got Square. Now let's talk about your website presence. Hey, for an extra whatever a month, we'll hook it all together. One yeah. big spot, you know? So I think it makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah, it does. That's that's a good perspective because I, I didn't even think of it because you switch it around instead of thinking of Square and that you think of, you know, Square using Weebly as that. that yeah, 
all those small businesses, I mean, they, they really have the market. Like I, I see those more than I see the traditional kind of credit card swipers, you know, that hooked up to the phone line. I see square on a iPad with a little dongle where it swipes a credit card and you sign it with your finger. And I mean, it's such a great way for companies. That's why I almost get legit mad. If I ever go to a place and like cash only, I'm like, it is so easy to accept credit cards these days. Yeah, exactly. And and you're not, and and they're usually griping because it's the fees. It's not the fees. You just yeah. you just don't want to do it. So, because yeah. um, I almost never have cash. So it's it's uh, Square's great too. Um, I feel like Square dominates it in the physical store world, where Stripe is dominating on the online digital mm-hmm. world. And this is probably a good push to try to um, even that out a little bit, or or even overtake Stripe because. I feel like everybody I know personally that, that does online transactions, they're using Stripe. Yeah, exactly. And that, that brings up an interesting story. I, I just thought of an experience I had when I was doing workshops in um, downtown Seattle. And it was actually in uh, an area where there's quite a bit of homeless people. And I would park in this little paid parking lot. And this guy walked up to me and asked me if I would, if he, if he said, uh, he, you know, kind of gave me his story and stuff. And he said, if you give me five bucks, I'll wash all the windows in this, the, of the cars in the parking lot. You know, but then there was probably about 10 cars. And I thought, well, you know, it's kind of odd. He wants to, I mean, he's obviously an entrepreneur because he's thinking you know, more value there. And I, I said, you know, sorry, dude. I said, I don't have any cash. And so he pulled out his um, iPad at Square and said, oh, I take cards. And this is true. <laughs> He actually did it, and I went, "Whoa!" You know, I, I mean, I mean, I'm going to give somebody my, you know, some stranger my card on the street, <laughs> swipe it in their iPad. But I thought, boy, the guy's industrious, you know. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> that's smart. I mean, all you need is, a, yeah, an old iPad, old iPhone, or really any smartphone, smart device, and uh, yeah. some Wi-Fi. Which you know, most cities you can find some free Wi-Fi, right? So, um. Yeah, that's a smart move. Yeah, yeah, I got to put, I said, oh, no, thanks. I said, I think I'll pass on that one, but yeah. um, interesting stuff. So, well, that is the, the woo news, I guess. We'll call it the woo news. Woo news. Woo-related woo news. And um, yeah, so we'll be, uh, like I said, everybody will be doing this. Uh, you know, we're going to probably do this every other week and we'll be, uh, pursuing this Facebook live thing. Of course, the podcast will uh, show up also on Bob WP. So it'll be over there. And the, the, so you can subscribe there as well and do all that good stuff. But yeah, it's, um, you know, we're going to just kind of go with the flow here see how this show morphs along the way. And uh, as long as Brad is willing to put up with me for, you know, a half hour to 45 minutes, um, Every two weeks, we'll, you know, I'm, I'm we'll make it work. We'll make <laughs> yeah. it work. All right. Okay. All righty. Well, till um, the next time, um, yeah. Hey, you know, uh, you see Brad, you see I, myself, just, uh, you know, say, hey, and, you know, what else? Do the woo, I guess. Do All the right. woo. Is that the outro time? It is. See, we got to put words to this, you know. Got to get some woo in here. Do the woo. Do the woo. Do the woo. <laughs>